0: Friday, September 3, the 246th day of 2021, to 119 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 103.9 The Moose, live and online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, and uh, the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county the Commonwealth and the Country Cougar Sports Report. We'll get you ready for Cougar football tonight. We'll have the water cooler question and day number and the final day, day number 20 of Where's Quacky? That and a whole lot more coming up today here on in The snow settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. My beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I'm feeling really accomplished this morning. You are. Well, I've been here for quite some time. Yeah. So, so you're accomplished, and yeah. uh, here you are uh, at the doorstep of Labor Day weekend. Yes. And we um, don't have for we don't have travel plans for the first time in a couple of Labor Days. Uh, partly because we recently traveled, but also we have a wedding this month, so we're you know staying closer to home. Mm-hmm. Uh, 51 million Americans have Labor Day travel plans, but more than one in 10 would be Labor Day vacationers have had to nix their plans due to rising COVID concerns. So people doing things uh, a little bit different. I'd rather be going somewhere, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: But in the end, (laughs) uh, it'll be okay. It's going to be a, gonna be a good weekend. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. I think he is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Litchfield. It's a major metropolitan
1: city. It is. It's Sam <laughs> Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph.
0: How you doing? Good. Game day. It is game day. Game weekend Yep. for you. Got Ducking Hunger Regatta on Monday. Is this... In your mind, is this weekend the end of summer? I and do do you say Labor Day weekend is the end of summer?
1: To me, I think you got to go into like September because to me, baseball, you know, and when baseball regular season ends, that's kind of the end of summer for me because, you know, you got the Fall Classic and all that with yeah with. Postseason. So I think kind of the end of baseball to me is really the end of summer.
0: You know, a lot of schedules change, you know, kind of the tourism, the tourism calendar sort of comes, it changes with the Labor Day weekend. But, you know, there's still nearly, you know, three more weeks of summer before we get to the autumnal equinox. So if you, a survey of 2,000 Americans said most people don't want the summer to end, by the way, and they're determined to hang on to it even into October.
1: Did- does does anybody really want the summer to end? There are some people. Yeah. Oh, you know what? We know one that comes in here on Tuesdays that, uh, that prefers yeah. the snow. <laughs> I'm not naming names.
0: Yeah. Well. Okay. I got it. Uh, let's see. Other ways to say their favorite ways of closing out the summer: trip to the beach. Uh, also. Um, the other other people want to have a barbecue or a relaxing day at the park, and so it's, there are some people that just well, Labor Day comes and goes, and that summer's over, and it's fall, y'all, and all that stuff. And like, no, thank you. I, I Get want your pumpkin to, spice out. I want, to, uh, I want to catch. I want to catch all the available summer days. And because January, you'll be wishing you had a few more of them.
1: <laughs> Amen. When there's, I will. When there's a foot of snow on the ground. At least maybe a sands, a few
0: showers tomorrow. The weather is going to be nice for your Labor Day weekend. I uh, can see more clouds in the sky today, but it's still going to be very pleasant. And we will see rain chances of a few showers early tomorrow, and then they may move more toward the east in the afternoon. Sorry, no snow tomorrow. And uh, chances will go up tomorrow night for rain. It'll be the wet kind. Sorry, Dennis, it won't be the frozen kind. Uh, we will, next week we'll feature another front Tuesday night and into Wednesday with a few showers. Otherwise it's going to be a fairly quiet week, mostly cloudy, 10% chance of rain high of 81 today, mostly cloudy rain chance, 10% tonight, and a low of 66. I did see the high or the low this morning was about 59 for, uh, Litchfield scattered showers for tomorrow rain chance of 60%. A high of 81, and then Labor Day looks good. See some clouds to give you a a little shade from time to time and kind of keep temperatures lower, but look for a high somewhere in the mid 80s coming up on Monday. A lot of people are, uh, a lot of people in this part of the country, a lot of relief efforts, a lot of charities are staging to try and help folks along the Gulf Coast, in particular in uh, Louisiana, that was the hardest hit from Ida. Uh, last weekend, so uh, after you know the the storm kind of clears, things kind of settle, then that uh, paves the way for people to go in and actually provide relief. I know that we're um, we're also getting a group of uh, Kentucky National Guard soldiers who are deploying to uh, Louisiana to assist with recovery efforts there. The six hundred seventeenth military police company from Richmond is going to be deploying down to the Gulf Coast but you know, it uh it, it occurred to me this morning as I was seeing um coverage of Hurricane Ida and the remnants. The the odd thing about this particular storm is that it started and hit uh you know, in the western Gulf of Mexico and then made its way through the Ohio Valley and then Gathered again and packed a punch on New York out, you know, Long Island and those areas, and so not up and down the Eastern Seaboard did you have problems, but it's weird that Ida got Louisiana, you know, got New Orleans, and then it got portions of New York, New Jersey, and those areas, and then I was seeing a lot of the. Flu- I mean, we saw you know a lot of the flooding in New York City. It it left an impression upon me that the Gulf Coast is accustomed to here's what we do when we get a storm like this because we get about one a year Mm -hmm. or two a year or we're always in the path potentially of a hurricane. But people who live in New England, they're not necessarily as prepared for that. And I think also relief efforts aren't as quickly don't quickly stage to respond and say, okay, what I saw an interview with maybe a New York, a more rural New York area sheriff this morning that was showing flooding in his community that said, if we don't get MREs, if we don't get water, if we don't get tarps, he said, we're in trouble. We need, we need help.
1: It's like two feet of snow up there is nothing. But if you threw two, two feet of snow down in new Orleans, they'd be, What well, <laughs> if you threw two feet of snow here, We'd be shut down for, for oh, weeks. Yeah. I mean,
0: we get we're a little better at it than they are in Nashville, uh-huh. and Nashville's a little well, better at than Atlanta, and et cetera. I even saw
1: a video of some of the flooding that came through Nashville or the Nashville area. One of the Nashville TV stations. I'm not sure if you saw the video that I'm that I'm mentioning. Of in 15 minutes, it went from no, no rain on the ground to where there was floodwaters to where cars were going down the street, wow. like because the water was just carrying them. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen.
0: This week. Yeah, or from I, that flooding that no, they, you know, I think they just it was had flooding week, two weeks this
1: ago. Was, I saw this yesterday or the day before. Wow. It was one of, some of the craziest footage I've seen.
0: Heading into Labor Day weekend, COVID-19 concerns continue. And it seemed like they get kind of ratcheted up a little more every day. And especially as you see mass gatherings and uh, you see people socializing. And they've got barbecues planned and um, other things. And you just cons- continue to see the numbers. And now you got staffing shortages in places that you didn't have staffing shortages already and um i'm just not sure where the i'm not sure where the relief is going to come from but governor bashir announced 5457 new covid cases that uh, and 45 new new deaths it's the second highest number of cases that has been reported since the since the beginning and again a third of the new cases are 18 people uh, persons 18 years of age and younger now when you get into the the number of deaths into the 45 when you start talking about twenty-seven-year-old, thirty-six-year-old, forty-year-old, forty-six-year-old, forty-seven-year-old,
1: a twenty-seven-year-old, yeah,
0: it starts to bear out. And I don't, I don't know the health history of the twenty-seven-year-old. Regardless, twenty-seven Just, years right.
1: old is twenty-seven years old. Right.
0: Just giving you the ages of that. This time last year, it was, it was a, a pandemic that was going after seventy and sixty and eighty-year-olds, and now it's, um, it's much, much younger. Uh, have the potential to be victims of uh, mortality on this. There are 2,315 people hospitalized in Kentucky, which is a record high. It's up about 50 more from the day before. There are 620 people in ICU in Kentucky right now. That's a lot. uh, lot. It's still a lot. It's down a little more from the day before, only by a couple dozen. But uh, 408 people on a ventilator positivity rate holding still at about Thirteen and a third por, uh, percent. So, still uh, over five hundred and thirty active cases in Grayson County. And if you um, if you talk to leaders in Frankfurt as they stage and get ready for a special session next week, they are hearing news of you know schools emptying, not just of students but also of, of staff. Staff is getting quarantined. And they already were struggling to have enough substitute teachers, mm-hmm. and and uh, bus drivers are harder to find. And all the things that it takes to make the school cafeteria workers school, and all that yeah. school engines run, and now you've got hospitals filling up, but not with staff. Yeah, healthcare workers that uh, are are also either choosing to do something different, or they're just not enough to go around. And it is uh, it's a storm. Really is what it is. It's a storm of lots of different conditions that is um, is confusing. So I think two thirds, I think two thirds of the hospitals in Kentucky, sixty two out of ninety six, are at what is now called a critical staffing shortage. So that's a lot. And you know, just because you're just because you, the corner of your block is is sunny and you know it's picture perfect, and that doesn't mean the other corner of the block is. And so it, um, and I think people are, they just kind of want to ignore it and they're numb. And, and, and if you're able to successfully isolate yourself and just kind of live in your own little area and stay away from people, then you think, Oh, well, every, everything's fine. But in you get out into the thick of things, things, um, probably wouldn't be described as fine. A, uh, this other headline, Struck my attention this morning, a lawmaker is making another push at pushing the state's minimum wage higher, uh, hoping that the fifth time is a charm. Uh, Reggie Thomas from Lexington, who's the main sponsor of the bill, is trying to raise the state's minimum wage to $15 per hour by July of 2026. I think it's, I I understand he's been, uh, he's long been a champion for this, and I won't argue that uh, raising the minimum wage is not necessary. I I think I'm on the record for saying that I have I've thought that $15 an hour was preposterous in the sense that if they thought they could do it, they wouldn't be able to just go, you know, that rapidly from where it is to that $15 an hour. And the, I, I think I'll circle back to that, but I don't mind and I understand that he's been a champion for it and he brings it back again. But now I will also tell you at the same time that at this present moment, minimum wage is irrelevant because I will, I will share with you this. If you are earning minimum wage and don't want to, right? and you're either doing what you're doing because you like it and earning minimum wage because you could be working right now and earning double the minimum wage, but it might be something that you wouldn't enjoy doing as much. So you kind of have a choice to make. You know, it, you you can maybe do something that you enjoy more. It isn't as stressful or whatever. It's an entry-level job. It's a pathway to something else. And you might be earning something to what is legally the the minimum wage. But if you're just looking to earn a high wage for the effort invested... There are all cut. There are people begging for you to come work for them right now. So to be having a minimum wage conversation in our legislature, to me, at the present moment, is laughable. And you, it's. I don't think that it's as if a year from now suddenly employers are going to say, "No, we're going to go back to that you know seven and a quarter or seven seventy five or we're going to retreat." I don't think wages are going to do that. And I also think that we're seeing that my concerns about an arbitrary jacking of minimum wage to $15 an hour is is being confirmed because look at the cost of goods at the moment because of what we're having to pay labor in order to come to work to compete with unemployment benefits. Have you bought a combo meal have you bought groceries have you bought gasoline have you bought all of those things that's partly as a result of an inflated wage of the labor force so i i again don't think that reggie thomas knows that he doesn't have the uh votes to do this at the moment i'm not sure why i'm not sure why it's being discussed at the moment but it's it will sort itself out.
1: It's another example <laughs> of why I'm not an economist. I took one econ- um, uh, oh. you decided, economics class. You,
0: de- you decided it wasn't for free. Yeah, two, no, three it's, it's that, yeah. Yeah, terrible. It's, yeah, no,
1: there's a lot in there.
0: Hal Rogers is now Kentucky's longest serving member of Congress. He reached a milestone yesterday in becoming Kentucky's longest serving member of Congress, saying he has work to do and is keeping his eye toward the future. He was first elected back in 1980 from the 5th District. He surpassed uh, William Natcher for the longevity record. Rogers reached 14,852 days in office yesterday, passing his former colleague from the 2nd District. And um, according to some historians with the the U.S. House, Rogers is 83. He once held the powerful post of House Appropriations Committee chair and now serves as ranking Republican of a key subcommittee, referred to himself as just a country boy from rural Wayne County. He's an attorney, but if you follow him back before his legal career, he's a broadcaster, and he still considers himself to be a broadcaster as well. So had an opportunity to uh, meet Congressman Rogers several times. And one thing it says in this story, and I can also confirm, if you talk to someone from the 5th District, they don't call him Congressman Rogers. They call him Hal. He's just he's just <laughs> Hal. To those of us that don't, you know, are around there, then we don't know him as— as uh, closely, so we 're less likely mm-hmm. to do that, but uh, he's a great storyteller and um, he's a he he represents that portion of the state very well, obviously they keep sending him back every two years, so he 's doing something right and we 'll get into more sports uh, coming up, but uh, western uh routed u t martin last night fifty nine to twenty one do you see that score Sam
1: yeah i wasn 't able to follow it as much as i Probably wanted to, but Bailey Zappi seems like he's a he's a real deal down there.
0: It's uh, it's closer. Tyler uh, Helton has what is more akin to what my dad calls Nintendo football. And they're going to try and score more points this year and just turn it into a, and listen, a scoring contest.
1: It's a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yep. It's a it lot is, of fun to watch. If a... you're
1: just a fan of football, you got to watch the toppers because they're... That, I mean, a few years ago when I was there, you know, the Jeff Brom and... He, Era, it was fun. Yeah. Because they were the Brahms Squad.
0: You had to score more than 70 if you wanted to beat them. Mm-hmm. Authorities in Texas are asking for uh, the public for help with an unusual mystery. After a mobile home was found abandoned on a trailer in the middle of a road, the Kauffman County Sheriff's Office said the trailer loaded uh, with a manufactured house was just found abandoned in the roadway on Highway 2578 in Kauffman County on Tuesday. I saw photographs of this that the Sheriff's Department had posted. They were just going down the road, and there was this trailer sitting on the side of the road like somebody gave up. It got too heavy. We can't pull it anymore, <laughs> and so they just left it on the side of the road. So that reminded me of something. Well, we could easily see that around here, I suppose. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Note.
1: In
0: Today is Skyscraper Day. Uh, it is, uh, you know what the largest, tall, uh, the world's tallest building is right now?
1: Burj Khalifa, right?
0: Yeah, Burj Dubai is what this says. 2,717 feet. It is also U.S. Bowling Day today.
1: Couldn't tell you last time I went bowling. Um, Unless we bowling counts. Yeah,
0: I couldn't tell you either. Um, it's been well, a while. Anna, Anna's... Anna, was yeah. in second grade,
1: probably, and birthday yeah. party. That's uh, probably the there. last time I went bowling when I was in second grade.
0: Um, <laughs> I, I I was fascinated to learn today that uh, until it used to be called nine pins bowling did, and in there, Connecticut, there's more
1: than nine pins now.
0: Right. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you. Oh, why. I was
1: going to say. I was like, yes. wait. I I was. I was like,
0: wait. It used to be called nine pins, and in Connecticut, in 1841, Connecticut banned the game by law. They said because people were gambling, people were gambling on nine pins, and so they said, no more nine pins. So, what did people do? They named it bowling and used ten pins and said, "Okay, well, let's." Now we've got a new game, so All that's right. why there've been ten pins since Sounds then.
1: Like, I can see you doing that. <laughs> be, a, you, be a good buckles move, when, right? When you well,
0: <laughs> when you it's in the details, right? If you you need to put a very you got to be careful with how you craft your laws.
1: Mm-hmm. Loopholes are you know, everywhere.
0: You can't gamble on nine pins. Okay, let's use ten pins. So. You really need to go for the root cause, not the, uh, not treat the symptoms. Tomorrow, by the way, is Bacon Day. Mm-hmm. It's macadamia nut day, and it's eat an extra dessert day. On uh, yeah, tomorrow.
1: Can I have an extra macadamia nut cookie? Uh,
0: yes, I'm going to have an extra chocolate covered macadamia nut tomorrow. Oh, I've not even had those yet. <laughs> been keeping them well hidden they're not clearly they're they're not hidden (laughs) but they are slightly out of sight (laughs) they're not they're not hidden and today is day number 20 of where's quacky it is the 20th and final day we've been on a long journey with quacky throughout the twin lakes and yesterday eddie lampton knew that quacky spent the day at the ectc litchfield campus Elizabethtown Community and Technical College Litchfield campus. And there's Quacky sitting inside cool. the building.
1: And I saw a video of him also last night that he made the short trip over to the Aquatic Center too and he was practicing.
0: Oh doing some laps. Yep. Getting uh, was he, he was. in the lap lane or is no, he, he, uh, he was going on the slide. He was going a the slide, Good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here's your, uh, Eddie, congratulations, you have a duck and K 105 K-105 t-shirt. And a here's your 20th and final opportunity to win a duck in the Where's Quacky Contest. Over on our Facebook page, there's a picture. This photograph, in fact, is over on the K105 Facebook page, and in the comment section, you tell us where Quacky is, and um, we'll no we'll, idea. we'll let you know before the Ducking Hunger Regatta on um, on Monday. Yeah, get evening. your
1: answers in quick today, because yeah. it might be chosen before the end of the day.
0: That's right. So you'll uh, you'll have a chance that maybe you'll win a thousand dollars. You don't know where that is, huh? No. There's a waterfall. Clearly, that doesn't help me. It doesn't help you at all. Did he go to Lake Cumberland? Um, I, I don't think so. I think this is within the confines of of Grayson County. Uh, Before we get to Cougar Sports Report, too, I just kind of want to give you. I'm a little bit disappointed. Um, I I'm disappointed because not all the ducks are adopted mm-hmm. for Monday, and I heard from Colonel Childress this morning, and she shared with me that we are under what I had hoped for. And I, I was disappointed. I was I was saddened. You'll remember I started the week being very proud mm-hmm. of the community um, with events over the weekend. Well, today I'm a little disappointed because I really thought we could get all. We should get all of the the ducks. So maybe if you have five extra dollars, well, you could go to gc alliancecom dot com and and sponsor a duck or two or five or. Two thousand. Whatever it doesn't. Well, no, there aren't, There aren't. Certainly aren't two thousand available now. Um, Do we know about how many that are left? I'd rather not say. Okay. All right. I, I, that's fair. I don't have an exact number. I was just kind of given. Okay. I was told that they're not all. They're not all adopted, and and I think that's tragic. So, at gc All dot com. All right. So let's try and shift gears. After a week away. From the gridiron, Cougar football gets back into action tonight. It's uh, it's going to be some Cougar on Cougar crime tonight. Yes, Sam?
1: Yeah, the Battle of the Cougars. First time McLean County and Grayson County have played since 2012. So it's been a while since these two teams have matched up.
0: Huh. Lots of uh, <laughs> lots of women in their <laughs> 40s and 50s will be at the game oh my goodness. with rooting interest. Isn't that right? Is that not they were there last night, uh, night Oh, I for the oh, Bullet Central in B- Grayson County. Because it, it was also a cougar on cougar crime uh-huh. last night uh-huh. with the, at the soccer match. It was. I got it. Uh, you know, in basketball, because they used to be district opponents, McLean County used to be much more familiar opponent to Grayson County back in the day, like back in, in my era. But over the years, after realignment and such... We, I kind of don't know too much about McLean County anymore. Uh, what What's the series look like between these two? Well,
1: see, it's interesting because Game 1 was the Ed Smart Bowl in a lot of ways because Coach Smart had moved from Grayson County to Edmondson County. Yeah, But for McLean County, not so much now. They probably thought the same thing because Coach Smart, when he came to Grayson County, he came from McLean County, so oh, yeah. he have got kind okay. of a Coach Smart connection. in first in each of the first two games, but this is the 14th ever matchup between the two teams. Grayson County leads 10 to three, as Grayson has won seven straight in the series. McLean County has not won a game in this series since 1980, so it's Ooh. been a while. But
0: yeah, it has been a while.
1: McLean County in these past few years has had their best stretch in program history. So this is not. By any means, an easy opponent. What do we need to know
0: about the the Cougars we like tonight?
1: Well, I mean, I don't have anything against the McLean County Cougars, not I mean, yet. Uh, tr- Touche. Well, I mean, I want
0: them to lose. Touche. So, I, uh, so the
1: Cougars. So, tell me, what do I need to
0: know about the Cougars? I want to win. Tonight? You want
1: to win? Uh, Grayson County, Kayler Decker, again the starting quarterback. He against Edmondson County was the first Cougar quarterback. Since October 2018 to pass for 100 yards in a game, which again just shows how their offense has gone. Chandler McCready had three touchdowns in his debut as a running back, including a 77-yard touchdown against Edmondson County. That was their longest offensive play since 2018. And Hunter Thomas became the first player to have multiple touchdown catches in a game since 2015. So it was one of those games that I had to go back and dig through some of the stats, and it was kind of impressive that this offense was really clicking as they came off with a 43 to nothing win over Edmondson County Week 1.
0: Yeah, I mean it just they were um they were just convincing. I mean and the the Wildcats yeah. just really had nothing for the Cougars. The
1: first drive of the game was not good for Grayson. They went three and out and mm-hmm. it was like, uh oh. What's this offense looking like? And then all of a sudden it was kinda like they just flipped a switch and said, Oh, it's time to play now and then next thing you knew you blinked and it was thirty. 30- Eight to nothing, or whatever it was, thirty-six to nothing. I
0: think a lot of that's just first game stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, one hundred percent. Seventeen-year-old kids, first game stuff. And then and,
1: you throw in it's Edmondson County. You throw in it's the Coach Smart factor. So I, I didn't read much into yeah. it. Yeah,
0: took one series, and same thing happened at Western last night. They mm-hmm. gave up score on their opening drive, and then just totally annihilated UT Martin. So, uh, what do I need to know about the Cougars that I don't want to win tonight?
1: So McLean County enters two and zero. They defeated Ohio County Week One, thirty-eight to thirty. And then beat Washington, Indiana last week, eighteen to eight. Can you point Washington, Indiana out on a map?
0: Uh, I actually can because he used to live in Southern Indiana. Okay, so, so you
1: know, so it's about what about forty minutes north of Evansville, yeah, no, yeah give, about or, give or mm-hmm. take. Um, so they run what they kind of call a modified wing tee offense. So they're going to run the ball a lot, but they're also going to pass more than you would traditionally see in a wing T. So it's why it's kind of being dubbed a modified wing T. So your running backs are James Hurley and Lucas Mosey are the two running backs here you need to know. Brody Klein is the starting quarterback, and Brady Dame is his favorite target as a receiver. And Brady Dame, in a lot of ways, is a lot like Hunter Toms. Really good basketball player. Both are about six foot three, and they're really tough to guard because cornerbacks just don't usually match up with six foot three on the outside. So a lot of times you're going to see a lot of similarities when it comes to that between these two offenses. Uh, is
0: McLean County enough of a quality opponent? There's no knock on McLean County when I ask it this way, but it for me it always takes a while to figure out how good Grayson County might be or how they how much they might struggle in a season, and I don't feel like in week one I got enough evidence to know how the program is this year so my question is will this be a good enough matchup that you'll be able to tell after tonight how good these two teams are
1: well McLean County they're two years removed from beating Owensboro Catholic in their district championship game, and they ended up going and playing in the regional championship game against Somerset. Right. So this program is on the rise, and head coach Zach Wagner has done a really, really good job. They only played five games last yeah, season. That was they my were three concern. They
0: only played five last year, uh-huh. which is a, and, and that's, you missed half a season of on-the-field exposure, you know, on-the-field experience.
1: And I know that this, this McLean-Cougar team is young. That's what they're saying. And with youth... You don't really know. Youth yeah. could be a good thing. Youth could be a bad thing. So I think you're going to see more of a – you're going to get a better look than you did two weeks ago. But I'm not – sure I mean, you're not going up against an Owensboro or a Graves County tonight by any means.
0: All right. So let's don't rush past th- by the obvious. There's a reason that we didn't talk about a – Cougar game, a Grayson County game last Friday nights, because obviously they've had COVID issues. What has their week been like this week? What are you able to tell as far as their preparation for tonight?
1: I believe they returned to practice on Tuesday. Okay. So, and they were out, we were at a soccer game last night and they were out there practicing. I'm uh, good to see you. And I think it probably felt really good to get back in on Tuesday. I know talking to coach Jones when they had a little stoppage last year, most, some of that stoppage was out of their control because it was put down by the KHSAA, uh, he said that that first practice back was like the best feeling in the world because it's one of those things that even now that you you don't realize how much you miss it until it's gone.
0: Sure, uh, I know a lot of the program, a lot of the sports programs that are uh, that are in season right now. Those coaches are all kind of holding their breath because they're just one negative text or tweet or uh, or text or call away from somebody saying you're going to have to go. You're going to have to pause for a few days. Uh, so as we run through the others, like what's the week been like for volleyball?
1: Volleyball played only one game this week. They lost to Allen County, Scottsville on Tuesday, 2 to nothing. They're going to be traveling to Breck on Tuesday.
0: Downtown Harnad. Downtown Harned, where they'll be, yes. where they'll be at. What about Lady Cougar Soccer?
1: Lady Cougar Soccer, they had three games canceled this week due to weather. So on Monday, they were supposed to go to LaRue County, and that was kind of the front edge mm, yeah, of, of, of that Monday, rain. Yeah. And they decided to cancel that. Tuesday, obviously... No chance of playing on Tuesday because it rained the entire day. And then last night they were supposed to go.
0: It was a day only Quacky could love.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and yesterday they were supposed to go to, to Morgantown, and field conditions allowed that game not to be played due to the rain that had happened. So right. the Lady Cougars are kind of scrambling, but and the they boys? will also travel to Breck County on Tuesday.
0: Oh, okay. So they'll be at Harnett as as well. Yeah, I both guess.
1: teams at Harnett on the same day.
0: Very good. Uh, Boy soccer, though, I know K one hundred five Digital Productions had coverage of them last night as uh, Bullet Bullet. Central Bullet Central came to town.
1: Bullet Central Cougars picked up a two to nothing win, first win of the season for them. Josh Stevenson and Baja Omazri both had goals. It was good. Uh, it was a really really good game. It was tied at zero at the half, but it was one of those that each team kind of had their chances, but neither one could find uh, the back of the net. Jackson Kane, the Cougar, the Grayson Cougar keeper, he did a very good job. Mike. Mm, yeah, I got to get used I, to I that. I think tonight. people people know when, we when just we're talking about the Cougars, Cougars, we're talking yeah. about Grayson.
0: We call them our love our loving name, uh, Cougar Golf.
1: I know I talked with Coach Embry. sent me a text message on Tuesday. He says, we're going to have to change this to a swim meet because he was oh, telling yeah. me that the golf match on Tuesday was canceled, that they were supposed to host. They're, the boys are going to be at the Clay County Invitational, but the Clay County Invitational is going to be held in Richmond tomorrow. So not necessarily that close to Clay County, but.
0: Mm, okay. But Clay
1: County High School is hosting it, and it's in Richmond. I'm presuming it's just a closer location that it's a lot easier for people from Clay County to say, hey, you want to come to Richmond instead of, hey, you want to come to Clay County?
0: Right. What about XC, cross-country?
1: Cross-country competed in the Warren East. Uh, They called it Raider Twilight, I believe was what it called, last weekend. Uh, Leading finisher Peyton Nash finished in third for the Cougar Boys, and Gracie Portman led the Lady Cougars with a 30th place finish. They're going to be in Danville tomorrow.
0: Uh, Danville tomorrow, so we, you will be also I will in Danville be, tomorrow. A little bit later on in the day. What um, Lexington the um, uh, season gets started? U. L. Monroe tomorrow. What do you what do you make of the cats heading into the season?
1: I mean, if they don't like you mentioned about the uh, test of looking, you know, how good are the cat's going to be. If they mm-hmm. don't win by 30 tomorrow, that's when I think you should probably get a little bit worried.
0: Yeah. They are that program is notorious for playing down to competition. Yes, and
1: especially w- in the first game of the season. That's
0: right. What you need to show everyone tomorrow is that you can throttle someone you're supposed to throttle and then I mean, really should be 5 and 0, right? I mean, but,
1: well, I mean, Missouri's could, a tough game, week 2. All right. Missouri's a tough game.
0: They should be 5 and 0.
1: I mean, you you <laughs> if, said it. If if well, here's the you thing. You should be undefeated going into Florida.
0: If they're going to have the season that they're capable of having, they're going to have to be that because they got some real bumps in the road on the second half of the schedule. You know, after the intermission, if you will. You got, things, got Florida, LSU,
1: and Georgia. I think in three consecutive weeks.
0: All right. So are the combination of Liam Cohen and Will Levis is that going to be? Like yes. Fire and ice. I think is that so. I think be good? I
1: think we're gonna I don't know that this is gonna be the next, you know we're not gonna see the Alabama offense from last year for Kentucky this year, but I think it'll be fun.
0: All right. It'll be good. So Cougar Football hosts McLean County tonight, locker room show at six thirty. Got Cougar Soccer versus Butler County on Tuesday at 5.30. 30. And uh, good luck to you in Danville tomorrow. Yes. As you're thank uh, you. calling the center game. So we'll look forward to hearing more about it on Monday. Here's your Cougar Sports Report. Go Cougars. We're going to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Water Cougar question around the corner from In the Note. know Tim, today's did you know is just tailored for you Uh-oh. did you know jk rowling invented quidditch in a pub
1: that doesn't surprise me she was
0: in a pub and she was inspired to invent the game of quidditch have you yeah. ever have you ever played quidditch have you uh, ever shot well, quidditch
1: so i <laughs> in elementary school we created a basketball version of it yeah where they would score points in the basketball goal. We were hosting, like, for little kids. We were doing, like, an after-school activity. And then we threw, like, you know, the little foam dodgeballs, and that was the snitch. Oh. And those foam dodgeballs are not easy to make into the basket.
0: What did you ride, Stick horses or brooms? No, it was just
1: running. It was Uh, just running. But it was funny watching 25 people on each side try to play basketball. Because it was basketball, and then we just threw the ball in. I
0: got it. Okay. So so there you go. Uh, That's how uh, J.K. Rowling was uh, inspired to inspired by a pint <laughs> maybe a pint of Guinness for all I know isn't that what they have in pubs in England do they have pints well, uh, of Guinness
1: you'd probably go more towards Ireland
0: oh I see okay but, uh, got it um, here's today's water cooler question it's going to be your chance to win if you've not won the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older you qualify to win you're going to text the answer to 270 259 is the number that you text your answer to we will give you your choice of theme park tickets for today and have two tickets to uh, your choice of either holiday world, uh, kentucky kingdom or beach bend 16% of cat owners mm. and 12% of dog owners admit they have shared this with their pet 16% of cat owners and 12% of dog owners admit they have shared this with with their pet 270-259-6000. 000. 270-259-6, 000. I'll just tell you if you told me this Miss Buckles we would have I would have serious <laughs> concerns I just feel like the percentage would be higher of cat owners and 12% of dog owners admit they have shared this with their cat. Is there a
1: safe assumption to say that you have not done this with your cat?
0: I have, without a (laughs) doubt, with 110% certainty, if there were a thing, with 100% certainty, I can assure you this has never occurred. involving me.
1: I was going to say it would probably be easier for you to say if you had done it. It would be easier for us to guess.
0: Yeah, probably. so. But that's a relatively low percentage, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. 16 out of 100 cat owners and 12 out of 100 dog owners admit they have shared this with their pet. Uh, New at the movie theater today. Tell you what you can go see at the theater, at the cinema. Shanghai and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Zone 414. We Need to Do Something and Who You Think I Am. Those are the new titles. I think I'm going to pass at the theater for those of you who like to fandango. Are you a fandango user Sam?
1: I've used it I think once or twice. Yeah.
0: Shanghai and the Legend of the 10 Rings is a PG-13 fantasy action movie. Zone 414 is an R-rated mystery sci-fi. We need to do something is an R-rated horror movie. And Who You Think I Am is a PG comedy drama.
1: Are there any actors that I would care about in any of those?
0: Uh let's see. Aquafina is in the Shanghai movie. Isn't that water? <laughs> I mean Aquafina is a water, but there's also, also an actor named Aquafina. Oh really? And uh, mm-hmm. Juliet Binoche is in the Who You Think I Am. That's the only I don't even recognize her name Aquafina. I was going to say I don't think I, I, I don't think I know that. All right, let's see if the uh, anybody is Nope. No correct answers yet. 16% of cat owners and 12% of dog owners admit they have shared this with their pet.
1: I think the second second one. I think I got this one.
0: I think you may have that one. I think I got this one. I don't know
1: where it went. Oh, I do have it. Because my my mother would be on this list if I'm right. Oh.
0: Really? Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay, Adele.
1: He's not listening today, so it's okay. I, I,
0: I, I hold Adele in very high regard. If she's well, one of these I, people, then I'm going to have some. I'm going to have to. Well, I mean, she I may have to clip. It. Okay. Down. Well, then I might not she be right. She may then. have to clip down today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, this one. No. I don't know that this would no, be. No, it wouldn't. Okay, so I must not be right then. Yeah. For,
0: Freeform's 31 Nights of Halloween have been revealed. Hocus Pocus will be on 14 times if you're looking for the Sanderson sisters, right? Sanderson, or yeah, Sanderson sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will be on Freeform. A bunch of times, starting Friday, October first at nine PM. But there are some new, uh, new things in Freeform's lineup this year for their Halloween schedule: uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, Goosebumps Two, Jaws, Jaws Two, Jaws Three. What are all going to be part of the Halloween lineup? On Men in Black Two, Halloween. Yeah, Men in Black. The House with a Clock in Its Walls, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, Cowboys and Aliens, and The Huntsman, Winter's War.
1: It's Monster House on there? All
0: part of the... Well, I mean, they'll keep all the ones they've had. Those okay. are the new ones that are added. But Hocus Pocus is their go-to. Like, they just keep... Hocus well, Pocus is their it, a Christmas story.
1: Is that second one right? No. Oh, man, I thought that was I a was good I was so guess. hoping for that one. Oh,
0: no, the, the second one? Wait, so let me see yours again. The second one? Oh, no, no. And that would be fun. That would be, I mean. Okay. I was going to
1: say, when you said the, but I felt like percentage wise. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's see. We've had more come in. Nope. Still no. I mean, some of the obvious ones, you know, we're getting a lot of pillows and we're getting a lot of sharing food with them. It's going to be something much more, much more specific. Ellen announces a slew of celebrity guests for her show's final season. Jennifer Aniston will be making her 23rd appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres show, or just Ellen. Jimmy Kimmel will make his 20th appearance. Kim Kardashian will be there. Tiffany Haddish, Imagine Dragons, Melissa Carthy, Diddy Combs, Julianne Moore, Melissa Etheridge are all people who will be uh, on the couch there in Ellen's final season. Ellen just decided, uh, I'm loaded. You all are hassling me. I'm going on in. And mm-hmm. some days I go, <laughs> except, except for the loaded part. I'm like, yeah, I got it. You all are hassling <laughs> me. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. We got more on the way here on In the Sweetie,
1: can I stay with you a while? Because this road's been putting
0: miles on my heart. M.B.'s point to ponder for today. What still exists even though there is no longer any need for it? What still exists even though there is no longer any need for it?
1: Chicago (laughs) Cubs (laughs) fans. You know who you are. uh, Somebody's
0: throwing shade
1: at D.C. this, This is a tough one. I, I I don't know. I was um, gonna
0: go with landline phone, but you and I both know okay. that I mean, yeah, we can't I give use, ours up yet. Yeah. But I do think if I can get the world to agree to stop checks and landline phones on the same day, I'll get on board.
1: Checks like handwritten, handwritten oh, checks. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. It, yeah. Just write one this morning. Just Venmo me. The, that, yeah, there's really there's yeah. really no
0: need for them. Mm-hmm. I know I understand they're still used. But we're quickly closing in on the payphone era of paper checks. I mean, they're there, but no one uses them. And if you've noticed, now when you reorder checks, they're more expensive and there are fewer of them in each package that you get. I got one. By the way, I used the last one of mine this morning. It it, it doesn't take long these days because you go, I just wrote five
1: checks and now I got refills. (laughs) This is not necessarily like an item, but cursive.
0: Cursive. Yeah.
1: I got it. Cursive. I don't think it still exists. I mean, I I, I could probably write cursive. It would probably take me a second to think. But, I mean, I have not consistently written in cursive other than signing my name since I was... Probably in the fourth grade.
0: I can write in cursive right now, but you wouldn't be able to read it. So what's the point?
1: I mean, if I'm being honest, people probably couldn't read my actual handwriting either. So it's not like I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Pem-nin, pem-nin, pem-nin-ship, Permanent, pem-nin-ship, <laughs> That's a challenge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, a yeah. We found Sam Turtle. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, sure right there. It's not my strong suit.
0: Uh, the, tonight on Showtime, the sound of sound and fury of Rick James. A new documentary on Lifetime tomorrow night. Um, Cheer for your life, rah Ra And on PBS on Sunday, a series premiere of *Guilt* on Masterpiece. This coming week is going to be a lot of uh, 9/11 commemorative stuff. We're rolling up on the you know next Saturday, being the 20th 20th anniversary of uh, the attacks on uh, Washington D.C. and and New York City i I will tell you, I've been doing a little bit of reading on that this week, and by the way, we're late and I'm sorry for that, but I do think that this is important. Be careful about how much of that that you consume. I think it is in, I think it is important to commemorate. I think it is important to reflect, and I don't think we should go through the day at all just like it's any other day. But I also know that the current state of where we are in a pandemic and just from a civility standpoint and all that, I'm not sure that the mental health of our nation collectively can endure a whole lot of what some would suggest would be PTSD-inducing content. You know, when they say raw footage that you've never seen before, I've seen a lot of it, and I think I don't know that I want to see things that I haven't seen because it's bad enough. So I just say Discovery Channel and all those, you know, there's going to be like wall-to-wall of that over the next week. And I, and, I again, I'm not knocking it. It has its proper place. Just be careful about consuming too much because I think things are kind of precarious right now anyway, just my observation. Today's highlight in history, this day, 1939, Britain, France, Australia, and New Zealand declared war on Germany. Henry Hudson and his crew aboard the Half Moon entered present-day New York Harbor this date in 1609. Michael Jackson was laid to rest in a po- private funeral this date in 2009, more than two months after he died. Charlie Sheen is 56 today. Good Reds fan right there. He is a Reds fan. Oh, big, huge, huge Reds fan. I think a lot of people, you know, if, I think a lot of people bet the under on 56, <laughs> not the over. So... Kind of a surprise. He'll outlive us all. And the flying tomato Yeah, probably. <laughs> and the flying tomato. I I, I can't I don't know because he and I aren't like pals, but my observations are that maybe he's gotten things lined out, and I certainly hope so. And hope he can continue that. Sean White, the flying tomato, is thirty five today. Wow. Gone but not forgotten, Ferdinand Porsche, or Ferdinand Porsche, however you prefer, the auto designer was born in eighteen seventy five. What do you say, Sam? Well, not what do you say. You think it's Porsche or Porsche? Porsche. Yeah, I think that's right, but that's not what I say. I don't know why. I just, just the way that it's always been. Let's go to 19. Well, I thought we were going to 1955. Three there four we go. Rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Bill Haley and ten, the Comets, number one in 1955. We're gonna rock. Around, Around the clock tonight. Put do you kids remember what movie that was from originally? Before it was the Happy Days theme? Oh. <gasps> Starred Harrison Ford. Baby, baby, uh, Harrison Ford was in it. Baby, so was Richard baby, Dreyfuss. Think. American Graffiti. Baby, never seen
1: it. When I think of Harrison Ford. I just think of Indiana Jones.
0: American Graffiti. What? Because mm-hmm.
1: it's a better franchise.
0: <laughs> Harrison Ford landed the Han Solo role because of George Lucas and American Graffiti. <laughs> so same, I'm with you. you.
1: Yeah, when I'll I think Harrison Ford, Indiana I think Indiana Jones.
0: Jones. You think Indiana Jones
1: is a better franchise than Star Wars? It's not even like in the same realm. It's so much better. And then Harry Potter beats them both.
0: Okay, I wouldn't go that right. far, but that was the first for me, All like, right. when it came to Harrison Ford. Box Seven.
1: office. My? Box office. Well, I mean, there's also a lot more Star Wars movies than there are Indiana Jones.
0: Because people want to see them and go see them and buy them and watch them again.
1: I mean, I watched the Indiana Jones. This all the time.
0: I think there are not going to be any winners. I think there's just
1: going to be a, another Indiana <laughs> Jones a coming up very soon.
0: Yeah, and there will be 12 or 15 more Star Wars. Well, I
1: mean, Harrison Ford can only live so long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. He's already broken no, his hip once or whatever Man- it was. If you'll watch The Mandalorian, you will learn how characters can live forever can, looking the same.
1: Can Shia LaBeouf take over the role as Indiana Jones?
0: <laughs> no. Prove that couldn't happen. Hurt so good. John Cougar, number one in 82. And uh, Brian Adams, everything I do, number one in 91. Bent, matchbox 20 in 2000. Kings of Leon, used somebody in 09. And meant to be, B.B. Rex in Florida Georgia Line, number one three years ago today. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today, as we head into Labor Day weekend, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today is, There shall be eternal summer in the grateful heart. There shall be eternal summer in the in the Grateful Heart, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here on Tuesday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beige, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.